This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around, to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Good afternoon. Episodes coming thick and fast in a three-game week. Back at it. How's things? Yeah, I always enjoy midweek games because I get to spend an extra half an hour to an hour with you during the week, mm. which is um, which always starts days in grand style, despite it being lunchtime now. Um, we do normally record in the morning, but yeah, all's well here. Woke up with a bit of a spring in my step, actually, after last night's proceeding, only to stick the cricket on, and the national cricket team are in dire straits. Dinking the place out in Bengaluru again. What has Indeed. happened? Just utterly appalling. All these great eras... Like they never just like waltz off into the sunset somehow still still in front. They always come to a crashing halt. You know they've done everything: T Twenty World Cup, World Cup, and now it's just coming to the most dismal denouement. Yeah, they never just like waltz off, and you know you can never reflect on it like that was a great team, and they never embarrassed themselves. That like, it's embarrassing, but um, it's been a great year anyway. But we got told off for talking cricket. And, uh, yeah, and potentially we potentially lost half it. the listenership inside two minutes. Indeed. But come but, back, uh, guys, because this will be an in-depth chat about football. I'm not sure about in-depth, but it will be a chat about football. But Yeah, yeah maybe they should take a, a leaf out of Stuart Broad's book and just know when it's time to let go. Go out on top, indeed. India's a tough place to play cricket anyway. Not that I've ever done it, but um, typically England teams don't fare well over there. Have you ever visited India or is it going to be a first trip there in a few months? Yeah, hope, hoping to go in January to Hyderabad for the first Test match. I've got an unbeaten record of watching England abroad at the national cricket team and I'm just hoping that I can maintain that. But this is the toughest Test yet. Get into last night's game. I enjoyed it. Bit of a flashback to other Preston teams under those lights. It was just kind of... Yeah, Southampton have got a significantly better squad than us. Should be beating us, but more than a match, weren't we? It was a quality game of football. I really enjoyed it. Like a joy to watch, really. It's been levelled at North End recently that, you know, they're quite a turgid and uninspiring team to watch, but 
that wasn't the case last night. I thought it was just a really good spectacle. Like the lights always help and that luscious lime green grass, you know. It's just a lovely v- venue to watch sport. But yeah, two um, good teams. I thought they were good. A real tasty outfit to watch. You try and play the game in that sort of pure manner, don't they? Like a nice way of playing. Uh, the sweet science almost like to move the ball quickly with purpose and, you know they like to start <laughs> at the back which which really sort of it offers you that opportunity as a team who's more limited with the ball to sort of get at them and get up them uh, and that's what we did after the break thought they were pretty um, good in the first half they sort of had the game by the scruff of the net but North End were resolute and they never really looked like scoring until they did and then obviously we came out after the break and it was uh, it was an absolute joy to watch. You know, it was uh, we got into them high up the pitch. We took the ball off them high up the pitch. We were marauding forward in numbers, um, and there was quality as well. The goal that Milton scored was was a piece of instinctive brilliance. And then Brad Potts in typical Brad Potts style. The commentary on Sky is great, isn't it? He's galloping, he's galloping, he's galloping on and then just lets the roar of Deepdale take over and then goes after a sustained riot of noise, goes right off this team at your peril. Great commentary. I obviously yeah, was on the game. I've watched the highlights back. and really you watch the yeah. highlights? You're not usually a highlights watcher. Well, well I haven't to. watched the whole highlights. I've just oh, watched the goal right. back. Ah. Uh, but all in all, a really quality game of football. Both teams played their part and obviously it was utterly agonising to concede at the death but these happen these things happen in sport don't they um, and you know it's a bit of a tough pill to swallow but ultimately you could walk off deep there last night with with pride um, and with that sense of you've just been served up more than 90 minutes of really enjoyable action so um, mm-hmm. I don't think there was anyone walking off that game last night absolutely fuming because um, that just wasn't the logical emotion to have. I wish my horse racing knowledge was a bit stronger. Well, it's actually non-existent because I thought with that Potts goal, you know, a wordsmith would just get so much about horse racing in there. But I just had nothing. I couldn't, I'm sure you would have come up with something, but it was just Potts in all his beauty just, Galloping forward, as the commentator said, shrugging this little winger off and just get away from me. I was thinking, go down, you're going to get a penalty all day. But he just knew he was going to score. It was a gazelle in equine form, wasn't it? Charging, (laughs) rioting through. (laughs) Uh, And and the fella, was it Idoozy who was trying to stop him? Yeah, Dozy, yeah. Idoozy, sorry. He was a live wire, by the way, I thought. His quality, yeah. uh, yeah, a quality. Um, but Potts was it was more than up to it. To be fair, he was it was right up for it. Potts last night, you could tell even even early on. You know, he was charging to intercept the balls. He was getting stuck in. Uh, but yeah, he had his work cut out last night against Idozi. But yeah, when it was Potts' turn to uh, to attack, he was never letting him get that ball off him. And as the commentator said, he galloped, 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 and then in it went. Good, mm. good, uh, a good, cool, calm. And almost vindictive strike under yeah. the keeper. Absolute jovial scenes as well. Classic pop, I was, pop was it? As you, as you yeah. put it. Yeah. A pop, pop, <laughs> a zaza. <laughs> you know, you get the opener, uh, the leveller, apologies, and then you have that momentum to carry on charging forward. Um, and then we got we got the goal to go 2-1 up. And, and even limbs. I was 
even I was multiple rows down. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't go crashing down. It was, uh, it was a calculated manoeuvre. Uh, but uh, I just completely lost my head. There's nothing better when you score and you just completely lose your head, that pure euphoria. I suppose that's why we all keep going back to watch because those moments don't come often, but, but when they come, they are uh, special, special times. And when Brad Potts was marauding and ultimately scored... That was one of those moments where you could allow yourself just to go absolutely tits. <laughs> it's always pots, isn't it? It just seems to be him every time there's one of them. I actually got me thinking. Yeah, I put it in my thing. Like, pots goals seem to be just like moments in time. They're never just, you're never losing 3 1 and pots is scoring a late consolation goal, are you? <laughs> and, I, and I've had a look into it. He scored 16 goals with one fourteen and drawn twice. He's never scored in a defeat. That record really ought to have been enhanced by winning last night because we, obviously yeah. we only have to get rid of the ball at the corner and we would have made that a record of 15 wins and one draw. And the only draw, other draw was that Norwich game in COVID where like, it was a massive goal in the last minute, 1-1. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's scored some like quality goals in terms of... Uh, what it's meant and yeah, results like Blackpool, Brentford. I think of loads. Stoke. Last minute Stoke. winner, Stoke. He's got a couple at Stoke, hasn't he? I think we'll reflect That's on Potsy cool with a, a real smile, won't we, when he's moved on and time has passed. The younger generation in years to come won't believe the absolute abuse that he used to receive when he when he came here because now he's he's obviously utterly revered, isn't he? Because mm. uh, he's just everything you want in a North End player. Like endeavour, energy, passion, and then uh, the odd bit of quality, and then also the odd bit of utterly ridiculous stuff that he does. Yeah, including car bonnets. <laughs> I wasn't actually <laughs> thinking about that, but um, yeah, you'd imagine that he's one of the few players in the squad who would feel compelled to excrete on a car bonnet, <laughs> which um, which I suppose isn't isn't a well, I was about to say isn't a bad thing, but it evidently is a bad thing. It is, yeah. It's not the there sort was, of thing you there was, the, uh, there was the boat, weren't there, in IB for all, wherever it was as well. Uh, that was brilliant. That That's, was entertaining. That was absolutely superb. Imagine that conversation. Could you just get me a few letters that spell out Risdale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And then could you imagine that uh, the first day back in work and you see the Riddler <laughs> in his long, busy, uh, long North End coat? Good summer, Brad. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I you all right, mate. And just get the impression that the Riddler would have known that he was parading those uh, <laughs> those letters around a boat party. But yeah, you've got to love Potts, and he's made that right back spot his own. And kudos to him because obviously there was a lot of worries that we were going in light in that area. But Brad Potts does what Brad Potts does. And that's um, inspire confidence and energy within you. And at the moment, Brad Potts is one of the first names on the team sheet. A good investment might be to buy a lot of pot shirts in the club store and then sell them in like 20 years and people are just yeah. absolutely desperate for these things. Pot oh, 44. Yeah, you also get the um, you also get the retro North End top in like 20 years' time and you also get Brad Potts on the back. Maybe they should make... Um, Trevor Helmings has got these um, white and green and yellow horse racing silks. Maybe they should make those with pots on the back as well. Given his horse really, connections. Yeah, yeah. Equine connections. 
<laughs> but maybe that would be a hit, not just in the uh, not just in North End world, but horse racing world as well. Yeah, he's one of the few racehorses that I can think of really who's had an impact in like quite elite level football. I can't, <laughs> I can't think of too many others. Um, <laughs> I can think of some great racehorses, but they've never been able to kick footballs. Um, so. <laughs> what did we say before we started have you got anything ridiculous to say and we said no and here we are here we are talking about right. um, the equine Brad Potts From the opposite. just to see how Brad how he would go in like a gold cup or a I don't know carry on <laughs> <laughs> it would be absolutely brilliant like you got a lot of like classic chase in the gold cup Stay in the distance, and then you've got Brad Potts just sort of running alongside. <laughs> uh, and these horses tend to run like between 30 and 40 miles an hour. And I could just imagine Brad Potts running at that, <laughs> that speed for three miles as well. Um, so, yeah. Brilliant. Oh. On the opposite flank, Liam Miller was a, a gripping watch, I thought, up against Kyle Walker Peters. He must, must be one of the best players in the league, really. You know, I'm not sure how many right backs. Maybe Brad Potts would cut inside, let on his left foot and bend one in like that. But Miller was a fascinating battle. It was a really good battle to watch, yeah. Um, Miller was a live wire, a little bit like on the other flank that we've already alluded to. He got the ball and, you know, he was running at Kyle Walker pieces, which is no mean feat, really, because this guy's played at a higher level for quite a long time now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you wouldn't argue that either got the better of, of each other, really. It was just a real good, hard fought battle mm. um, that's what pleased me that I think Walker Peters got the better of him probably a couple of times but and but Miller didn't duck it he didn't stop no. he kept going I really he like that on. yeah because it only um, takes one time to get past doesn't it of course it does yeah of course it does and he would be more effective as an out and out winger like he's no defender when he when he gets isolated a little bit like for the Kyle Walker Peters goal it's sort of one on one isn't it? he cuts inside and it's a bit easy all a bit easy to get his his um his strike off, but yeah, when he's um, when he's attacking the opposition's goal, um, he's one of the players that gets you on the edge of your seat, which is which is all you can really ask for, really. Uh, and he just lacks a little bit of cutting edge at times, but but there will be a game where he clicks and um, and he will come good, I'm sure. If it's it, just I've really just put... exciting to watch. Yeah, we've lacked somebody like that for a for a bit, haven't we? A yeah. Robbo who just like give him the ball. He might not make it happen every turn, but he's going to try. Refreshing. We were four two three one, weren't we? It was just I enjoyed it. Just a bit risky, but I just thought the players looked just a bit more free, caused more problems, didn't we? I felt like we were going to score more times than we have done in recent weeks. Yeah, I hope I hope we see that a bit more. I totally agree. And then obviously you've got Adams and Armstrong up front, who would walk into literally every other team in the league. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, other than Leicester, but even still, they'd have an argument to do so. Um, and they've both ended up being brought off, which is testament to mostly Liam Lindsay, who was utterly outstanding on the night. He just, it was, it was brilliant. You know, it was an absolute brick wall. He um, took on all comers. Uh, and he's got that in his locker. It was only a few years ago that Mitrovic came under those bright lights. So, yeah, honourable mention to Liam Lindsay, who I thought was absolutely brilliant. Obviously, Alan Brown as well. It was good to see him. In the team, but the tone, didn't he? The skipper, he did. He led, led from the front. He's a good tone setter, Brown. Mm. Engine, energy. Oh, loves it, 
Love cha- loves chasing balls he's never going to get to, but he'll do the entire run, even if he's absolutely no chance of getting there. You just got the impression last night that he missed being able to press, didn't you? Because we don't do a great deal off the ball. Whereas last night, we actually had a do off the ball. Whereas Brown was putting all those years where mm. he's not been allowed to press into action last night and he was chasing anything and everything. Yes. What did you make of the officials? Well, official, really. I don't think you were quite as incensed as most fans on online, but I mean, it's a howler for the, the handball, isn't it? And then there, was, there just seemed a, quite a constant niggling frustration of, of little decisions here and there. Yeah. I don't really get the abuse on Twitter because you've just watched a really entertaining game. And yeah, North End really ought to have won, but they ought to have won anyway because they were two and up with two with the dying embers of the game to go anyway. Uh, it's not the referee's fault that they ended up getting a corner and scoring. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the handball, it looks a handball on the still. I've not watched it back. Is the ball heading towards the net or is it heading away from goal? Albeit at the arms in an unnatural position, but... If the keeper stopped it and the defender's on the line, he wouldn't even know where the ball is. He wouldn't. He wouldn't know that the keeper stopped it anyway. So I, th- I need to watch that back because obviously, if the ball's heading in, then it's handball and a red card. But I'm not sure it is as clear as that. And the ball was heading in, and then the keeper stopped it with his leg, which ricocheted up onto the arm, I think. So I don't think it's as clear cut as that. But yeah, he didn't have a great night. Let's have it right. And there were times in the game where. Like there were blatant yellow cards, like there were players getting stopped on the break, and he's more than happy to let it go and not card people, which is quite a dangerous precedent to set, really. Because, an example, in the open exchanges, Brown got away from Smallbone a few times, and it was only on the second occasion that he got a yellow card. So, yeah, look, it wasn't ideal on the night, but, you know, it wasn't an injustice that North End didn't win the game, because North End ought to have won anyway. It was just a corner ball that ended up going in our net. Mm. Um, at the end of the day it's never after coming off D-Dale last night it's not the sort of thing that I'd come away from and be absolutely fuming with all night like, I'm not I'm not, not sleeping last night because Jeremy Simpson's not not awarded us a penalty in the first half you know it's not yellow carded anyone I don't look at it as like a if we lose 1-0 you probably are but there was well, yeah, it's just well, you just ignore it anyway well, these things happen don't they but like you like to think it'll come all, it'll come around and we'll get a couple of them yeah, just Referee obviously there, there was the Millwall one, wasn't there on Saturday as well? So it's probably just yeah, that's added well. frustration. Yeah, but ultimately, you know, referees are human beings. You get in the game because they love the game. There's no bias. Let's have it right. So I think it's a dangerous game abusing referees or claiming that a referee's got prejudice against your team because ultimately it's just not true, is it? Like it's just wrong to borrow an Ed Miliband phrase. No, it's not the sort of thing that keeps me up at night. It's more important to go around the world than, uh, than Jeremy Simpson not giving you a penalty last night. I was my itch with box office, some strike that. Ryan Law said I it took it... a deflection. I didn't think it did. It might have done. I don't know. I didn't notice the deflection. No, I, I just thought he'd absolutely thundered it in. Yeah, it was... Pure uh, feel, wasn't it? Just strike. Yeah, instinctive, wasn't it? And, um, and it was a sweet strike as well that flashed past many bodies and in. I thought, actually, his whole game was good last night. The ball got hit up to him quite a few times and he held the ball up beautifully. And he played the ball that allowed Pops to charge onto it as well. I thought he made a really good impact, which is good to see. It was more like his performance against Rotherham, yeah. especially that's a goal last night, which was good to see. So, yeah, really good strike. Good to see him keep his top on this time after scoring. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, he's a likeable chap. I think he's a good player. It's just going to take time to sort of settling. 
there's that massive chance weren't there at three one where you just screaming Miller just roll it across and then I think the roof of Deepdale would have come off if that was yeah. played across and he scores. But by margins, as a once as an off end manager once said every week. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, Miller just needs to go his left foot because once you go with your right foot, the angles are against you because they're always yeah. going towards the keeper. Like, Get your head up. Yeah, massive chance. Really ought to have been converted. But such is life, these things happen. I think if Miller was the finished article, he'd have bigger clubs, wouldn't he, after him. I think the raw, tool, the raw tools are there. I think he's one you want to be signing and you know, really trying to improve in the next two or three years. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it'd be a great piece of business if we could get him for that long. Because he was like box office on his first game, weren't he? I think expectations like went through the roof and then just had to bide his time a bit since then. Maybe not as amazing as people thought, but yeah, likeable. Very likeable. I saw... Um, Obviously, recent guest of the pod, Danny Big G, put on uh, Twitter last night. Made me laugh this morning. There were plenty of top performances last night, but one man I'd like to draw your attention to is a man called Peter Murphy. I've noticed recently he's starting to have a big influence on the touchline. Some are even calling him the Jason Tindall of PE. <laughs> and then a rogue thank you to, oh, thank you, Peter. Obviously, Peter yeah, Murphy you, in this instance. Yeah. Yeah, have you, know, you obviously, uh, you're a camped in the Invincibles. Have you spotted a, a I have noticed that, yeah. contribution? Yeah. Yeah. He's, um, I get the impression that he's the set piece maestro. I think so he is. When we get like a free kick in a pleasing area, he's, uh, he's always more or less on the field of play, instructing what to do, gesticulating everywhere. He's a bit more hands on than uh, what a galley was. Like Murphy's really keen to like get stuck in, or he's got the impression with Gallia that he was a little bit more timid in that regard. But um, yeah, so I suppose that all that is left to be said is thank you, Peter. On to Hull. What ship are you driving? I'm on a Laurie Brown Tours bus. Loose. Which quiet night at the library. Not. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, leaving the Adelphi at half past eight in the morning, going to Beverly, which is just outside of Hull, uh, which is a good drink, I believe. I've never actually been to Beverly. Um, Not familiar with that place. Oh, it's got a racetrack. That's the only reason that I might have heard of it, really. Uh, And I'm pretty sure there's a pub there called The Beaver, The Beaver at Beverly, which which I could be completely wrong with, but I'll be hoping to find it on Saturday. Yeah, so going to Beverly, then Hull, and then Christ, who knows what happens on the way back, slash Preston after. But yeah, really looking forward to the day. Yeah, good away end. What, 2,000 fans going again? Went absolutely off with Archer in it a few years ago. I think your cover photo, if anybody's not seen it, is it still that? Oh, no, you've changed it to the cricket one, but it was you going crazy, weren't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or is that your yeah, profile? Yeah. No, yeah. No, no it, yeah, it has been changed. Yeah, the Archer goal went absolutely tits, hellfire. Like, there was. <laughs> There was a mystery as to how there were no broken limbs in that away end. It was staggering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Hull's a really good away end uh, and a good away day, really. Quite a hostile place. And I like that about play, about places. They want to make it real horrible for you. Um, and it's just a very angry Yorkshire place, Hull, which makes for good, it's a good atmosphere and a hostile atmosphere. Uh, and when you play away, that's what you sort of want, I always think. And yeah, there's always that sort of uh, the battle of words and abuse that goes between one end and another, which is good. It makes for makes for a good atmosphere. And it also makes for better goal melees. Like when you score, it sort of tends to mean more and feel more. Yeah, so I like Hull. Hull's a moody underrated, place. Underrated fan base, Hull, I think. Yeah. I saw some yeah, nonsense from a... 
like a general EFL page recently, they were put like one of the worst in the championship. Far from it. Yeah, definitely not. The home supports up there were the best in the league. Yeah, they're uh, uh, they're, they're loud behind that goal, aren't they? I imagine it's because it's relatively cheap to go on, or is it? Be- or is our game just a one-off? Because our, I'm not sure, our I think. tickets are cheap. 15 quid an adult, I think. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was. It was like a quid as well for some, weren't it? And five quid for juniors or something. Yeah. But we, we tend to travel there pretty well anyway, don't we? Yeah. It's not far, is it, really? Two hours, two yeah. and a half hours. Well. be interesting to see what he goes with after that then, really, because you're thinking Osmajic maybe comes in. Frockyar got hooked. And I was surprised Frockyar started. I thought even though he scored a couple, you know, off the ball, probably... Probably the worst midfielder compared to like Brown and Holmes, who are obviously really good. So, uh, but yeah, he was taken off at half time, wasn't he? So, have to see what he goes with. Yeah, it won't be the same game um, as midweek, but I just get the impression that it's going to be one of them niggly games, fraught, tense. You're never going and like romping to victory in Hull, are you? You're going to have to work really hard for it. Yeah, which I imagine it'd be tough graft, but um, I imagine it'll be one or two goals either way. I don't think it'd be an absolute hammering. Maybe no, one nil or two one either side. I don't think it'll be um, I don't think it'll be clear cut success for either team. Although Huller are in a pretty decent nick at the moment, aren't they? They won last night against Brum, didn't they? Wayne Rooney's Birmingham. You see him getting absolutely booed off, really. I feel slightly for for Wazza because it's it's not like it's not his fault, is it, that the Yanks came in and wanted rid of John Eustace and no. wanted to bring him in. I suppose it's a um, I suppose it's his own fault for being this world-class footballer that he was, a victim of his own on-field success and name. Liam Delap scored a few, hasn't he? One to watch out for. We spoke a few times about there's a player in there, though, didn't we? It's like it started yeah, as a complete it... shock. He could hit a ball hard and he had a decent size to him, didn't he? Yeah. If you could, if you could have combined him and Parrot, I think you'd have had a really good uh, oh, strike. Played, played at Champions League. Yeah, decent player. Sort of player you've got to watch out for, but... So just come up against Armstrong and, and Che Adams, so you're not losing any sleep over Liam Delap, are you? Indeed. Right, 27th of August, 2019, Hull away. August. You've done me here because this is cricket season. <clears throat> At 2019? Sorry, this is a horrendous uh, error. 27th of November, 2019. I thought it was the Archer Day, wasn't it? 2019? That's a shocker. <laughs> that is a shocker. 27th of November, 2019. Was it, um, was it midweek? Uh, I think it was. I assume you were there, which is why I've put it in. I will 100% be there in November. I got abused enough for Googling with the previous answer, so I tried not to. I'll be getting pelters for saying Archer there, won't I? Pelters. Um, around that time, we sort of did okay there, but we also got spanked there. But you want to brought that up, were you? The 4 0. That was midweek. Um, we won there when Robinson scored late, but I don't think that was 2019. Barky and Robinson 2 1 win but I don't think that was 2019. We also levelled the game there very late, 1-1. Horgan, was it Horgan? Malt, sorry, Malt. I'm going to have to say Robinson and Barky, 2-1 win. Hull 4, Preston 0. you shit house. You're a shit house for <laughs> bringing that up. That is a shocker. Trying to throw you off to guard, be, come on. To be Back fair, yourself. I was you quite glad. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I did say that we... Um, who did we go in at right back that night? Who played right back that night? I think, it was, I think it was Ledson. Ledson. Hellfire. Yeah, he came up against um, Jared Bowen, were it? Yeah, Bowen and Grisicki when they were just oh, irresistible. He got absolutely hammered that night. Like an absolute dicking job. And Ledson made way for Harrop on 58 minutes. So God knows what Alex Neal did after that. Yeah, he was Jeez. always utterly, utterly clueless, Alex Neal, weren't he? 
He had pots on the do. bench. Could oh, have had... Oh, he he ready-made fullback there. right there. Ready-made fullback, Alex. What on earth are you doing? Where is he now? What's he doing now? Did he have a game last night? Is he still in the game? <laughs> Don't wind the listenership up again. Congratulations to Alex. That was a good win last night. I guess a good lead to see. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe what? you brought that up it's in this podcast. It had been such an uplifting thing and then all of a sudden you're getting spanked 4-0. Well, no, I think I feel like I asked about the Archer or the Barkays and one last time we did Holloway. So yeah, just through a, to be honest, it was more of a one to try and catch you out, yeah. which was you've successful. Me. You've done me, kid. I'll see you. Score prediction for the weekend's match? Uh, one nil us. I think it'd be. I think we'll score after about sixty-eight minutes, and I think it'd be quite a tense affair. They've been mixed recently. So the last few results: Birmingham nil, Hull two. Lost 2-1 to Southampton at last minute. Drew 2-2 at Millwall. Lost to Ipswich 3-0. Drew it on to Plymouth. If Plymouth can go and get a point, then come on. Let's go and uh, let's go and take all three. Indeed. Let's lots do of, this. Lots of draws at home this year for Hull. Got to be confident, haven't you? After that performance. Wow. It's just a case of what's that last night taken out of us? Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be entirely stunned to see changes uh, because I think they could be warranted. So, if you see a different team, don't lose your shit because obviously that would have taken quite a lot out of them last night. Scrapping to the bitter end and without the ball for large parts when you're just getting run around trying to get it back. So, I expect to see a few changes. Ryan Lowe said he was bringing Woodburn on at half time, but then he led a last minute change of heart and brought Osmajic on. So, if you want for Woody on Saturday, you'd be delighted with that. I'd be made up with that, yeah. We've got 20 seconds left, by the way. Rounded off them. You couldn't do tomorrow. Obviously, we were going to either record today or tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Very quickly. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I just got busy. I waited yeah. in for people. There's people coming to me, boiling the carpets and all that nonsense. Every credit. Pleasure as always. It's all right. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and PE are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participate in restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.